Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hi, Liz. Hey, Deb. How's it going? I'm good. Yeah? How except, are you feeling? I accept that I'm gross. I went on a run at about 8.15, and what time is it now? And I have not had a shower. That is, well, good for so you. I'm that's right. That's kind of awesome. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of cool that you've been able to just not have to get all gussied up for anything. You know... I think we've had this discussion before, but I can't remember the last time I had to get gussied. <laughs> yeah. Quarantine and, life is a non-gussied-up kind of life. Yeah. And we were just talking about, um, with me and Allison, about clothing that, you know, you could wear and design, that you can sleep in and go out in the day. So you just never have to take it off. Have you been to Walmart lately? Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> I have that not. people uh, are already wearing that kind of okay. outfit. Well, out we, we could have a, a line of clothing that would be really cute That's that I think women would buy. <laughs> well, and we were even talking about earlier, my daughter's getting married in a couple of weeks, and I want to go buy a new dress. But the truth of the matter is, is I probably have 30 dresses hanging in my closet that I haven't worn in six months. And, and it, they'll be new to everybody else. <laughs> That's right. Um, Maybe but, even new to you. You know, you could just buy a new pair of shoes or, or accessories with the dress. Ooh. You know. That's true. You could do that. Or some new jewelry or something. I but don't know. part of the fun of having a wedding is buying something new to, oh, <laughs> to go for to. Sure. For sure. Well, that's part of the fun about being a singer and going to do a gig. Yeah. I have to have a something to wear. I have to have something new. Everyone's seen that one. <laughs> that's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry you haven't had any gigs lately. I haven't. The, the biggest gig I've had in the last, like, four months is I, I did. I got gussied up the other day. And I auditioned to be the AARP superstar. <laughs> they are they were accepting video entries and the winner wins five thousand dollars. So I submitted <laughs> That is awesome. But there's a lot of they you can see all the people yeah. and there's a lot of really, really, really good singers. So, you know. But it was still fun to get dressed up You're and feel like I was at a gig. You're a really good singer as well. <laughs> and, and so did you have interaction with somebody in this audition? Or no, is it you just... You just send in a two-minute little video. Okay. A, a, a good friend of mine who's a brilliant painter sent me a, little, a link. And I actually put it in the Hearts on Fire link, and I told some of the other people in Hearts on Fire, that, okay. like Pat. Okay. You know, um, okay. Uh, okay. those of you, Hearts on Fire is a choir that we do here at, at uh, my work, but... It's a community choir, a community, and yeah. anybody can come and be a part of it, and you can certainly be of any age and come be a part of it, yes. but I will uh, acknowledge that most of us are of a certain age. Yes, we all are 
I think there's maybe been, maybe in the six or seven years that we've been doing it, maybe ten people who have kind of meandered through our group that were, like, under 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, it's a lot of fun. Well, dr- uh, it's a lot of people's dream to be a singer. Speaking of dreams. Speaking of dreams. We've been talking about mm-hmm. dreams and what they tell us about ourselves, mm-hmm. about moving forward, about things that have happened in the past. Listen, I am not an expert in dreams Me at either. all. I do have a little book that I have referenced about if you see a certain figure or a certain theme in a dream and it's repetitive, right. you know, sometimes there might be some kind of a, a meaning there, but, I mean, it's just somebody's opinion. Right, right. So there's really no, I don't think, definitive dream, you know. Yeah. But, Because um, I definitely, I've had, there's two dreams that I've had over and over again, and I'd love to have some you know, some insight and into those analysis that you have. You've had a dream that was kind of interesting. I did. I had, it's probably when, been one of the more, more profound dreams that I've had in my life. Okay. And I had it about three years ago. And, um, you know, I, I have been of the Christian faith for a majority of my life, and I still am. I still kind of identify as that, although... I've had some shifting and some some things happen in my life that have given me a more broad kind of a, a spiritual view, more encompassing of other faith traditions and stuff. But about three years ago, I had a dream that I I was in China, and I was walking through a marketplace. I was barefoot. There were people all over, Chinese people. I mean, I was in China, like in, in a market. Right. And I was, um, I was a little girl. I was maybe eight or nine, something like that. I could, I could tell. And, and at a certain point in the dream, I remember that somewhere I could kind of look in the mirror and I could see that I was me, but I could also see that I was a Chinese little girl. And... Wow. The thing that was the most profound about it is that I knew I was a Buddhist. Wow. So in my dream, I was a Chinese child who was being brought up in the Buddhist faith tradition. And I but it was me. I knew it was me. Right. Somehow. And and when I woke up, I boy, I wrote that dream down because it was it was a beautiful dream. But what it did is it, is it gave me insight into um, spirituality in a different way. And that, like, I mean, I happen to be born here in Fresno, yeah. you know, I mean, to my parents. And I'm, you know, a white woman. And the primary religion that is in our culture is Christianity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... But I, but since I was a little girl, I was always a spiritually seeking person. I wasn't, I couldn't tell you I was a Christian when I was a little girl, but I definitely had yearnings and interest, and I knew that there was something out there bigger than me. And what it did is it made me think, well, if I was had been born 
and it, I was my my spirit, but in that other little girl body mm-hmm. in another culture, I would still be the same spiritually seeking person, and it and it gave me this insight that there are many many paths to God, wow. many many different ones, and that. I think I used to really believe because that's what I was taught in the churches that I went to that that you know Christianity is the right way and everybody else is going to hell and Liz I just don't believe that anymore. Right. I just absolutely don't believe that anymore and I it's scary sometimes for me to even say that out loud because I get afraid of what people in my family might think and now I'm a heretic or some kind of crazy idea like that but mm-hmm. it was very very profound that that dream was profound in that it just made me think that people who are spiritually seeking no matter where you find yourself if you're spiritually seeking you're going to find you know enlightenment I guess mm-hmm. well and I, I completely agree with that. And, you know, the, the more you kind of study about religion and how they are created mm-hmm. and the man-made aspects of it all, being born into a Christian family, exactly. into a Christian tradition, exactly. largely has to do with, like you said, where, in fact, we are born. Right. And so, um, you know, to, to have the kind of arrogant pride that this is the only way and when people who've been born in other countries or other traditions right. haven't had that same knowledge or the same introductions or the same indoctrinations right just doesn't seem very godlike i don't think it is i really don't think it is and now i'm taking this class and i'm you know, it's it's a little bit over my head. I feel it's it's really really hard. Um, but I'm learning about like even even um, just when you look at the facts of like Jesus's life mm-hmm. and when he was born and what was happening in the culture and stuff. And to think that a lot of these faith traditions, you know, Islam and well, not Islam, but like Hinduism and some other ones started way, 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 way before the birth of Christ. And if you start looking at those stories and looking at those writings, there's things that you can say, wait a minute, that I thought that was just in the Christian story. But no, that they were doing that and talking about that 2,500 years before Jesus. I mean, just there's just all this stuff that's like blowing my mind sort of wide open about the faith traditions and the 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 oral things that were passed down orally that then got written down and maybe got misinterpreted. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Hmm. So, but that's kind of off topic. But so dreams, though, that dream, it did. It profoundly shifted me and changed me to think, okay, you know, I mean, I feel like I've always kind of believed and known that, mm-hmm. but that dream mm-hmm. kind of went it shifted something inside me to go, oh, well, if I was in China, maybe I would fall into that tradition, and I don't know. Well, I think any time a dream can so profoundly 
um, open up your heart to be more empathetic, mm-hmm. be more understanding, be more accepting. That's that's a good dream. That's yeah. a, that's a night well spent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. sleep well spent. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That's awesome. So yeah. So that's that dream. That was probably the most profound dream I I can really ever remember. Um, I've written down. I, I have a little journal. I have. Probably a hundred dreams that I've written down, but that one sticks out. Really? Mm-hmm. That's, I keep telling myself that that's something I'm going to do, and of mm-hmm. course I, I don't. Well, I, it's hard to I do. I don't write them down. It's hard to do because if you wake up at like 4 a.m. and you've just had a really good dream, and it's like, really, I have to go in there and write it down? Oh, I'll remember it when I wake up at 7. Nope, you won't. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I've had this dream. There's two that I have had over and over again in the last maybe five or ten years. And I would love to understand why. And one of them is that I'm at the ocean. Now, I love, love, love the ocean. Um, I'm very much a water girl right now with the uh, quarantine the way it is. I haven't been to a lake. I haven't been to the ocean. I haven't been in the water. I do have a little kiddie pool at home (laughs) that I will fill up and sit in. And it makes me feel just a little bit more connected. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel a little bit more normal. Um, I have a hot tub, but it's it's too hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it does make just sitting in that little kiddie pool makes me feel a little bit more um, kind of connected and normal. Yeah. Um, But so I, I dream that I'm at the beach, and I'm driving down onto the the beach itself and the water's edge, and there is a. There is a, you know, like a, an extension of a, of a mountain, of a hill, um, that extends out a little bit um, onto the beach. And so I drive around that, that piece of land, and I'm still on the beach, but then the water starts to come up, and I can't get back to the other side. Mm. And so now I'm in my car, and I'm trying to figure out how to get back to the road, and the water's coming up closer and closer, and I my my path back to the other side is completely overtaken by water, and I wake up before there's you know, yeah. an end to the story. But I've had that same dream over and do you, over. Do you wake again. up feeling like like panicky? You know, I don't actually. I wake up feeling um just I don't know, almost at peace, hmm. which is even maybe more bizarre. Hmm. But I maybe I've had that dream so maybe many it means times. that you're not supposed to go back. It's, it's you're only supposed to go forward. And so maybe maybe the universe, maybe God is telling yeah. you, Liz, don't live in the past anymore. You can't get back there. Right. You only get to go this other way now. That is fabulous. I don't know. That that is fabulous. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just like mm. I love that. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. And and don't focus on what's been, but focus on what's now and what's over there. How hard is that? Pretty it is, hard. It is hard to do. Yeah. Especially, I, I think especially in this time when we're all kind of sitting at home and we have nothing else to do but to feel sorry for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So much of the day. Yeah. You know, there's so many concerns. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for myself and I look around my house and go, oh my God, I need to repaint that. Oh my God, I need to do that. <laughs> 
Exactly. But don't go backwards. Just keep going it's forward. Just go forward. Just <laughs> don't go back to that corner. Don't look in that corner no. anymore. Don't open uh, that closet anymore. Well, that's how I would re- interpret that dream. I love it. You know, is that is that you're supposed to just, you know, I I have dreams sometimes. The only recurring thing that comes to my mind, and you've probably had this dream. <laughs> have you dreamt that you're like you're the star of a show, a play, and the curtain's going to open, and you absolutely know you don't know your lines. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you're, like, trying to find the script, and you're, oh, God. And it is so real. Those dreams are they so are real. Awful. <laughs> that when I wake up, I'm just, like, uh, relieved. Know, well, so <laughs> relieved. But they truly, even even now, I can think back to some of those dreams, and wonder whether or not it actually happened. Yes. You know? Oh, I've had that same thing. Yeah. I've had that same thing about other things. Like, God, did I really do that? Oh, please, God. <laughs> <laughs> did that really happen? I know. I dreamed I went to a... I, I, there's a church that I have had a very difficult relationship with and um, people that I love and miss and yet can't go back. You know, yeah. you can't go back. You can't go back there. Um, but I have dreamed that I have gone there and walked out on with the choir and sung <laughs> with the choir on a, a choir that I haven't been a part of for 20 years. Right. But I went out there and stood there. And when the director looked up and saw me, he was livid that I was there. Oh, my gosh. And even now, when I think back, I'm, I'm like, did I, did I do did that? Did I really do that? Did I really do that? Because that was really gutsy you know (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah so yeah you had those kinds of dreams too Mm -hmm. um but yeah you you can't go back and I think it's really important to listen kind of to the inner voice yeah yeah I know that um my husband you know during this kind of COVID time I mean he's he when it's time for him to go to bed he's asleep like that and Mm -hmm. he's out Mm -hmm. and he rarely dreams and during this COVID time, I've noticed that he's more restless. And he said, I've just had, had these weird dreams. And so I think, too, when there's kind of chaos going on in life and not knowing what's going to happen, I think sometimes we try to work some, some of that stuff out in dreams. And you have dreams about things and people that you've never seen and situations that, you know, or you'll be in a house that you know is yours, but it's not. And... It's just so they're just random sometimes yeah. too. What about what about daydreams? Daydreams. I like daydreams. Although sometimes daydreams can be can be not good because sometimes I'll get a daydream. I'll, I'll a thought will come in and I'll start imagining something bad, you know. And it's like no 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 no, you know. But daydreams are. I mean, I find myself thinking about, okay, what do I want to do? What, what, how do I see myself? What do I, you know, what do I want to do next year? How do I want to, I don't know, all kinds of daydreams come into my mind. Do you have conversations I with, have, uh, with people? My, I have them with myself. <laughs> oh, with yourself. I have oh, conversations awesome. with myself often. About that's actually not a bad idea, you know, to be your own cheerleader, although... I know we often are our own worst enemy, mm-hmm. and the self-talk, right. which is a very you know psychological kind of term, but the right. that's that's the danger of daydreams, right? Because the self-talk can get very negative can, and, and, and abusive. I, there are sometimes where I almost feel like I'm having an argument, 
you know, with with myself. Or if maybe something happens, a situation, and, and you find yourself kind of almost having this argument in your head, which I call a daydream, because now I'm... I'm living in some kind of a place that's not actually really happening. Mm -hmm. It's happening in my head, and it's a scenario, a dream, but it's not actually, I'm making it up, (laughs) you know. But if you can focus on, if you can catch yourself when you find that negative stuff going on and shift it to something positive, which I've really, really been trying to do, especially during this COVID time of when I start kind of going down that negative daydream path of what's going to happen and creating scenarios in my head and dreams that have not happened yet Mm -hmm. um you know how can I shift that to go stop Deb just stop that's not you know let's live in the present now this is what's happening now right you don't need to make this dream thing that's you know so so you're also an artist Mm -hmm. and you do like you do tile creative tile work and stuff like that so do you see sometimes those patterns I do in your mind before you before you create them I've had I've had actual dreams of tile it's funny you say that where I've just like I've like done these things like over big huge walls and man I think when I wake up I think there's no way I could do that it was just that would take me too long I don't have the patience (laughs) you know but I in the dream it's like woo, it's you know, so, but yeah, I have, I dream in color. I have very vivid, vivid dreams. Um, another recurring dream that keeps coming to my head is, uh, and I, and I do have this even still to this day. When I, I graduated from college later, I was 36 when I graduated. And so that was some years ago, but within the first six months, I started having this dream that I didn't really graduate that I still needed to take one more class. Oh, man. And that's one of those dreams where I wake up and go, is that is that true? Do I still need to take one more class? I mean, and I'll still have that dream. Wow. I don't know what that means. Well, Except maybe I feel like something's unfinished. Or, well, it also feels like a little bit of motivation to, to, to not stop learning, to yeah. keep moving f- moving forward. Moving forward. And, and you are, in fact, not, you haven't quit trying to learn you're taking now a class that's kicking your butt but you're going to be successful in it and um so that's pretty cool you haven't you haven't stopped it maybe that's your like your you know subconscious just saying hey Deb there's still more more to do there's still more to learn I and I kind of feel that way I mean you know on I'm I'm on the one hand I feel like you know I've been I've been running a music school for 25 years and so is there now another chapter is it mean because I don't we honestly don't know if what's going to happen right and if right. and again I don't want to create that dreamy negative scenario in my mind of what could or could happen but I want to be open to something else that maybe is supposed to happen I don't know right I um, one time had a very, very vivid dream about a vegetarian meatloaf recipe. (laughs) (laughs) And 
And I absolutely woke up knowing how to create did you do it? this amazing vegetarian meatloaf. Did you do it? I did. Oh. And I wrote it down. Did and you? it's delicious. What and is it, it made has, out of? Um, <laughs> it's got lentils and um, shredded carrots. That's awesome. And celery. And um, I've even made it vegan with um, using, um, like, I'll, I'll use it make, d- using eggs, so of course that's vegetarian, or I'll use flaxseed mm-hmm. uh, and water to make well, you're a, a cook. To make a vegan egg, and um, so I've done it both ways, wow. but this was so incredibly, it has turmeric in it. <laughs> I mean, this was incredibly detailed, this recipe. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up and wrote that down. And I still have that recipe. That's awesome. Yeah, and I've made it a couple of times, I'll, actually. I'll give it to my sister. My sister <laughs> loves to cook, so she can make that, and we'll see if she likes it. <laughs> there you hey, go. you know, we could make a cookbook. I know. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. We could make a cookbook. I, well, that makes me think of a dream where um, this is another really good dream. Uh, well, the the first part of it isn't a good dream. We had a very, very dear friend who was an amazing songwriter, just a great guy. He was my husband and I's neighbor, and he passed away um, in 2017. And um, it, was, it was tragic, it was sudden, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, in fact, there's a photo of him right out here mm. that you've probably seen. Um, but he... He was our neighbor, and we had a great friendship, and when he died, the week that he died, I literally got the influenza. Like, it wasn't just a cold. It wasn't just kind of a crummy flu. I had the flu, Mm -hmm. and I was down, and I could not go to his funeral. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the whole world went, and I couldn't. I was just too sick. The, The night of his of his celebration of life at four o'clock in the morning, I woke up with a whole song and I sang it into my phone and it's still in there. I sang it into my phone and it's love glasses. Oh, love glasses, you all. This is a really happy, cheery song that you should look up. Mm-hmm. You should look up Debbie Rude, Love Glasses. And it's, it's pretty fun. I felt like Ty, that's his name. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that he sent me that song. Isn't that great? I mean, I knew every word. I knew I had all the words, the whole melody, the whole thing. Wow. Just weird. Yeah. I've never had that happen to me. That's great. So that's great. That was pretty awesome. Well, the other completely recurring dream that it happens over and over and over again is that I'm in a house and it is a house that I've never been in, but Mm -hmm. I've but as we were saying before, I believe that I've been in this house because I've seen it so many times in my dream. Yeah. And yeah. I keep thinking, where is this house? Where is it a is really it? cool house? Well, it's interesting because you walk in the front door and there's a very, very long hallway. So you, you turn to the left to go down the hallway and all along the hallway are windows. And these windows have curtains on them, mm-hmm. but the curtains are open and the windows are not clean. It's like this house has been there for a very long time hmm. and uh, the windows are just sort of foggy. You can't see out of them because they're dirty. Yeah. Not because of weather or anything like that. And so to the left are all these windows and to the right 
are rooms. Hmm. And so these rooms are not connected until you get to the last room. And the last room seems to be the master bedroom um, or the owner's suite um, that then goes into a bathroom. And the bathroom has a very deep tub. And then there's also a shower. And it's kind of green and avocado and sort of those old 60s, 70s colors. But every one of these rooms that you've passed before you get to that last Mm -hmm. room is like a playroom with like a blue carpet. And you, you need to know that I cannot stand blue. I will wear it. I will sometimes paint with it mm-hmm. um but I don't have a single blue thing in my house okay I used to have a blue kitchen okay and I completely changed that I used to not be adverse to having blue I I could probably talk about I think what happened and why I no longer have blue in my house but I have thrown away things that people have given me or I've that taken it to. Oh, I'm glad I know that no. because I just bought you the most beautiful blue sweater. <laughs> and <laughs> A sweater I will wear. Now, that's what's so weird is that I will wear blue clothes. Well, you look good in blue with your dark hair. It's a winter color. It is. I, um. I do enjoy wearing blue, but I can't decorate with it. Mm-hmm. I can't have it on my walls okay. or anywhere. So No, no blue pillows or no. accessories. <laughs> Nothing, nothing. And, you know, if any of you remember the late 1980s and early 90s when everything was blue and peach. Yes, yes. A rose, like dusty 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 blue and dusty rose. Absolutely. I do remember that. So so one of these rooms has a blue, kind of a teal color carpet, but it's definitely leaning more towards blue. And there's an old TV, and the rooms are dark. So the only light is from the dirty windows windows (laughs) that shines into these rooms. So there's like this old-fashioned television room, and then you get up, and all the rooms are sunken, so you have to step down once to go into the room. Then you go further down the hallway, and there's a brown room, and in the brown room is um, an overstuffed couch and lots and lots of pillows. Mm -hmm. And then you get back up, and you go into down the hallway to another room, and there are children's toys everywhere in that other room. Hmm. Everywhere. I'm trying to figure out what I think it means. <laughs> and so it's really fascinating because every room is so completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and this long hallway just takes me through these rooms. And interestingly, there's no kitchen, which, you know, I do love to cook. You and do. There's no kitchen. Although I don't know what's to the right. I've never seen what's behind me. You know, there are people that believe, and I've never done this, but that you can, like, make yourself dream. So, like, that you could make yourself dream about what the kitchen is in this house. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how that happens. Well, next time I dream that, I need to turn to the right. Yeah. Because there's something, I'm pretty sure there's something on the other (laughs) side of the house. Um, But it's just fascinating how... Uh, you know, our brains are so misunderstood mm-hmm. by most of us humans, yep. and science doesn't even have all the answers. Absolutely not. And uh, uh, if you're 
if you're a religious person, you might say that it's the voice of God. If you're not a religious person, you just might say it's intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm-hmm. that all of that those two things can certainly be true at the same time. Certainly, um, yeah. yeah. And uh, you were talking the other day about the story that we all heard growing up in church about the man who is. Uh, at home during a flood and he prays for God to send him help and there's like somebody that comes up in a jeep and he says no God's going to help me and somebody comes in a boat as the water's rising God's going to help me and then even a helicopter comes (laughs) as the water (laughs) rises up past the rooftop yeah and he's on the top of the roof (laughs) and then finally he's in heaven and he says hey God why didn't you save me he said man I sent you a jeep a boat and a helicopter (laughs) And I, and I really think that that's sometimes what happens in our brain is that it very well could be God trying to speak to us mm-hmm. um, through these different, through our dreams, mm-hmm. through our daydreams, mm-hmm. um, through our quiet moments. Yeah. Um, I remember having a dream one time where I heard my son say, I've been in an accident. And I just heard his voice as clear as anything. And... Um, I just laid in bed and began to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going on, but please protect him. And and uh, the next morning at about 9 o'clock, he called me, and those were his first words. We were in an accident last night. Wow. And he and some of his friends had been in an accident involving a wet road, and, um, you know, everybody was fine. Nobody was injured. They hit a guardrail. Had that guardrail not been there, there was a very steep hill. It, it could have been worse. Right. Um, so, you know, sometimes those voices mm-hmm. really come to help you deal with something that right. may be ahead, right. deal with something that may be in your past. Right. Um, I, I think it's really important to to not dismiss yeah. night dreams, daydreams. I think so, too. I think for me, sometimes because of, of my personal history from of abuse and some things like that, mm-hmm. I have to um, beware that because I have it, I I know that I have a tendency that a negative thing will come into my mind, and I'll start to ruminate on that. And so I have to be try to discern: is that just me having a you know some stupid negative thought, and now I'm going to focus on that, or is that a message that I'm getting? You know, and there have been times where, well. Most of the time, it's my own head, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. So I have to calm that little voice or that little dream down, and, you know, and, and then I'll, same thing. God, if this is something that is that I need to know and that there's something going on, I trust that you're going to give me more information and I'm going to know. Right. You know? You know? And, and I think that that is, is really a lot of wisdom right there is... Give me more information. Mm -hmm. And so when something like this comes into our mind that we don't understand, Mm -hmm. either a dream dream. or um, a thought, Mm -hmm. and it feels like it's something that should be addressed, Mm -hmm. I think getting affirmation and confirmation is not a bad way to go. And so to just ask, hey, you know what? And whether it's the universe or well, God, and just say, hey, I, I could kind of use some confirmation here or direction. And that makes me think of 
one thing that we haven't talked about, and that is, I've had people tell me, Debbie, I've had a, I had a dream about you, hmm. and you were doing this and this and this, and hmm. I believe that, you know, God is saying that you're supposed to do da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, if, then, then I'm going to wait and, and let God tell me. Right, because that's happened to me many times, and I and people who are well-meaning too. And this is by no means saying that if you've had that experience where you've had a dream about, like I've had a dream about somebody, and but it's been more like, okay, why is that person in my dream? I'm just gonna call them and just check in and say, hey, how, how, right. you, how are you doing? Right, you know, I'm not gonna you know tell them the whole scenario necessarily, and you know. But, you know, sometimes, you know, and there have been times where that person has said, yeah, you know, it was, I'm in a hard time, and so thanks for the call kind of, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I sincerely have had, and I won't go into it because it's too much, but one particular time in my life where people told me that I was going to do this and this and this, and I was supposed to do this and this, 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 this. And I and I and I kind of for a little season in my life believed it, mm-hmm. and I caught, kind of ran the car off the road, sort of so to speak. You know, I kind mm-hmm. of went down a, a path that I don't think now I know looking back now, and it wasn't anything serious. It had to do with my music, right? But right. it, but I, you know, I believed some things for a minute because someone else told me that they had a dream, mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. I don't. It wasn't so. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and so we have to be careful of that, too. You have to be sensitive. And so if you have a dream about somebody, you'll I believe you'll know if it's like something that's just... But you have to really be sensitive and learn how to discern that. And, and you know, because we do have to be really careful. We don't know where someone might be in right. their life. We don't know if they're particularly vulnerable. Right. Or if something we say might just push them over it, the edge. It can be a very tricky, slippery slope. Right. And so sometimes the best thing to do is to just... Um, you know, like you said, pick up the phone and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And open the door just to allow them to yeah. then be vulnerable with you or to be transparent with yeah. you. Yeah, and if there's something that's going on, then they'll tell you if it's someone who's close to you. I can't really say that I've had that kind of a dream about somebody that I'm not close to. It's been people who I've been close to. So, right. you know. There's dreams come in all kinds of forms. They really do. And and like we were saying, it it, it may be God, it may be the universe, it may be just um Me. a very <laughs> a very interesting kind of intuition. I remember driving down the road one time and a friend uh, her name came into my head, yeah. and this was somebody who was closer to my ch- children's age. She wasn't even, you know, close to my age, um, but I, I knew her mother, and, you know, I knew this family, yeah. but her name was so strong in my mind that I pulled over to the side of the road and wrote her name down and left it on a piece of paper on my seat mm-hmm. of my car. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't forget. Yeah, and for three or four days, it was there every single day, and I would just say a prayer for her as I got into my car, because I don't know what is going on. Yeah. And after three or four days, I was at home, and I um, was watching the news, 
and her picture came up on the news, and she and a friend of hers had just been arrested for some home invasion robberies. <gasps> and she had been so strong on my mind for a couple of days. Yeah. And so I was so grateful that I had had the opportunity to pray for her, to send her positive vibes, whatever was going on, whatever your mm -hmm. belief system, mm -hmm. I think I was meant to know that there was trouble coming. And so at that point, I picked up her, I picked up the phone and called her mom um, and just said, hey, I just want you to know that I've been thinking about your daughter and she's been on my heart and I've been praying for her and um, she's going to come through this. This is going to be okay. Yeah. And you know that mom, she said, what are you talking about? And she had not seen the news <gasps> and she had not heard from her daughter, but that morning she had prayed that God would show her by the end of the day whether or not her child was even alive because she knew that her child was in trouble. Wow. And so here I am. So here I am, the, the, the good news that she had been praying for. And I said, she is alive and she is well and she is in a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> she's in a safe place. She is, she, she's not on the streets right now. Yeah. She's, she's in a safe place. And, you know, here we are years later, whatever, 12, 13 years later, and that young woman is living an incredible life. And, and she um, was okay. And she was okay. And she got the help that she needed, and she survived it, and she's okay. Um, and so those are the kinds of things I think that we need to be really careful with when mm -hmm. we have a dream about somebody. Mm -hmm. um, because certainly my job wasn't to to go investigate and try to find out what was going on with her. My job was to just take in that information, yep. keep her in my heart, yep. um, think positive thoughts, and, and just, say prayers for her. And just wait on it. And just wait. And just, you know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I sent <laughs> her a, a card. A, you know, I sent her a card when she was great. in jail and just said, hey, I need you to know that you have been on my heart and that... Um, you're going to be okay. Yeah, that's a great story. You know, so if somebody comes into your heart and, and you know, send them a card. Yeah, that's, yeah, I do that. Send them a card. Yeah, or a text or, hey, and, and, and that happens to me, I would say, pretty regularly. Someone's name will pop into my mind. And I, I do, I call that like a daydream. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of like, okay. And you never know what a little card that comes in the mail might mean to them or a text or a yep. phone call or an email even and said, hey, you've just been in my thoughts today, so I just want you to know that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I know when that happens for me, when someone does that for me, I'm always touched. Absolutely. Always touched. Absolutely. So. Well, let me tell you, before we close, let me tell you one more dream that I had when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I remember hearing I was little, five, six, yeah. whatever, and I dreamed that there was a knock on the door, and it was very loud, and it was it scared me. And so I got up, and I went into my parents' room, and they were, like, rolled away from, this, from each other mm -hmm. um, and, and had the blankets pulled so that there was, like, a pocket between them. Okay. And so I climbed into that pocket, and said, somebody's at our door, somebody's at our door. And um, I just remember my dad saying, it's going to be okay. And all of a the sudden, their bedroom door swung open, 
And it was Tony the Tiger from Breakfast Cereal who said, Good morning, it's great! (laughs) (laughs) And I will never forget that dream. That was incredibly creative and so much fun. That's a great dream. (laughs) Wow. I love Frosted Flakes. That's a whole other podcast, Liz. I do, too. I do, too. (laughs) Our secret uh, food fetishes. Um, But you know what? Listen to your dreams. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you're listening to us today... Listen to your dreams and yeah. trust them, and mm-hmm. and you and know cherish them and write them down and write them down. If if you dream about Tony the Tiger, there's probably not down. a whole <laughs> lot of wisdom that's going to come from that. Oh, I don't know all the things you could make with frosted flakes. <laughs> But uh, even if your dream is just there to give you a good laugh, there's yeah. nothing better right now. That's great. Well, this has been fun, Liz. Thanks, Deb. We'll talk soon. Yeah.